All right, listen, guys, I get it. Many of you are unable to financially support this ministry because you're spending your cash and your lives on raising young children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Praise God for you and that endeavor. However, algorithms are a thing. Shadow banning, sadly, is a thing. And one major way that you can help to expand the reach and effectiveness of this ministry that doesn't cost you a dime is by spending just a few moments leaving us a five-star review. Also, perhaps even more effective than that, you can share our podcast with a friend. We hope you'll take the time to do so. Thank you so much. God bless. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You're listening to Daily Truth. People have only ever been saved throughout all of human history before the cross and after in one singular way. By grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. Old Testament saints were saved not by works, not by the the priestly sacrificial system. They were saved. The blood of bulls and goats can never take away sin. That's what the Bible teaches. They were saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. Old Testament saints, they looked forward to Christ. New Testament saints looked back to Christ. We look with more clarity in this side of history. They looked as as dimly in a mirror, not knowing, longing though, longing to know who the prophets were indicating, the scripture says, when they spoke of these messianic prophecies, when they spoke of the coming Messiah, the coming Christ. But their object, any Old Testament saint that was saved, was saved by believing in Jesus. There are two tracks to salvation. There is but one, but one. They did not receive the promise. Now, it doesn't refer to temporal earthly promises. I've already dismantled that. But what I'm saying now is that it also cannot refer to salvation because Old Testament saints did receive salvation. Abraham was saved. We will see Abraham in heaven. Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Judah, many, many Old Testament saints, Rahab, Moses, Noah. We can go on and on and on. So the promise that they did not receive, according to verse 39 of our text, it cannot be temporal earthly promises like land, but it also cannot be eternal promises such as salvation. So what promise did they not receive? Christ. They received Christ in the sense that they were saved. Not all Old Testament uh, individuals, but Old Testament saints who were saved by grace through faith alone, they received Christ in the sense of receiving him by faith for salvation. But they didn't receive Christ in the fullness that we as New Testament saints have received Christ in his incarnation, in his life, in his burial, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. There is a fullness of the Christ child. There is a fullness of the God-man, Jesus Christ, that we as New Testament saints have received that Old Testament saints did not. Old Testament saints were regenerate. If they were saved, they had new hearts. They did. Abraham had a new heart. So they received regeneration. They received the gifts of faith and repentance. This is common of all people that God saves, regardless of what place in history you live in. But what they didn't receive is the fullness of the spirit of the resurrected Christ who is exuded and brought to us by the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's what they didn't receive. And that makes a difference. And they also did not receive the the new signs and seals that come with Christ in the inauguration of the new covenant. They did not receive, to speak plainly, the Lord's Supper. Not like we do each Lord's Day. They did not receive baptism 
in the sense that we as New Testament saints receive baptism. And although they did have the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit, don't think that there's a difference there. Abraham, Abraham had the Holy Spirit and a new heart because that's how you're saved. That's par for the course, Old Testament, New Testament. He had the Holy Spirit. He had a new heart of flesh, the heart of stone removed, regeneration, faith, and repentance, looking forward to the only, the only object of our faith, which is Christ. But he knew Christ dimly looking into a mirror, not clearly, and not only that, it's not just a lack of clarity, that we have more clarity, but the Christ that Abraham knew was not the Christ incarnate. Jesus is, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the eternal second member of the Trinity, the Godhead, meaning there is never a time in all eternity past when the Son was not. He's eternally begotten, not made. He is the son of God, eternal, forever. He always was. So Abraham knew Jesus, and he had as possession Jesus. But the Jesus that he had was not Jesus in the flesh. Because although Jesus is eternal without beginning, Jesus did take on flesh at a real time in human history. He is not eternally incarnate. He is forever incarnate, moving forward in time. He will always be the God-man. But he was not always, in the past, the God-man. There was a real point in real history where Jesus took on real flesh. And with that flesh, he lived a sinless life. He died a sinner's death. He was raised from the grave, not just um, revitalized as Lazarus was, which is not a true resurrection, mind you. Lazarus was raised to die again. But Christ was raised in glory, not just... um, Reviv- what is revivication, I believe is the word. There's a difference between revivication and resurrection. Christ, it's resurrection, glorified body. They can never die again. They can never thirst. They can never hunger. And he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And now for New Testament Christians on this side of the cross, in terms of human history, you who have the Spirit of God, If you're saved, you have the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 6, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God. You are not your own, therefore. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit, what he loves to do, per John 14, per John 15, is he loves to exude to us the Spirit of the resurrected Christ. He reminds us of Jesus. He points us to Jesus. He reveals to us Jesus. And the Jesus that he reveals, he did it in the Old Testament, and he does it in the New. The difference is that the Jesus he reveals to us as New Testament saints is a Jesus who would taken on flesh. He has died, been buried, and resurrected and ascended to the right hand of the Father. And that Jesus is, in a sense, as it were, here the qualifiers, doctrine of God is important, but he is a different Jesus. Same yesterday, today, and forevermore, but different in the sense that he has taken on flesh and he has accomplished our salvation. And he now sits at the right hand of the Father, and he not only sits making an, uh, enemies uh, his footstool, one by one his enemies being footstooled for Christ in his kingly ship, but also he sits at the right hand of the Father, not just as king, but as high priest. We have a better priest. So thinking of the benefits of what is promised that these Old Testament saints did not receive but that you and I have, it can't be salvation. It's not as though God didn't save anyone until Jesus came in human history. He saved people. Fewer, but he did save people. So it's not salvation. It's not land. It's Christ 
not just as the promised one to come, but Christ in his person who is the promise. Who is the promise? We have the Lord's Supper. We have baptism. And we have a high priest, not the order of uh, the Levitical priesthood in Aaron, but a high priest in the order of Melchizedek, who is at the right hand of the Father, who is right now presently interceding on our behalf. Abraham did not have Christ interceding for him in the same way that Christ is interceding for you. So when you go through the Christian life, when you're wrestling with sin, when you're wrestling with suffering, Remember this, Abraham, Moses, Joshua did incredible things and experienced incredible victory. And by God's grace, all this was accomplished without Christ as the God-man in the flesh, glorified and resurrected, seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, interceding for them. But he is for you. He is. Thanks so much for listening. But real quick. Before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.